0: On today's show, Reggie Bullock scares us all, just like fireworks scare our dogs on the 4th of July. Could he be a sixer? What trades could the Mavericks make with Philly? And are the Mavericks doubling, tripling down on Jaden Hardy as another ball handler? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lencic and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Take me I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And, and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Abs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way to help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know what trade you think is next for the Dallas Mavericks. So, trade with the Nets, trade with the Jazz, trade with the Sixers. Talk about some of those options today. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Trade Machine Maniac, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: So, we're recording this on 4th of July night. Last 4th of July, Nick and I were holding sparklers on this (laughs) podcast, singing the Slovenian National Anthem. (laughs) And uh it was a great moment. It's on YouTube.
0: Go check it out. It's on YouTube somewhere <laughs> on our channel.
1: It is on YouTube. <laughs> um shout out to Becca. Becca for the Mavs. You said that I looked like Gru. Okay. <laughs> she said that I looked like Gru. Minions on Twitter. are big right now. <laughs> Minions are uh, in. If you uh if you guys did not check out, we did a, a special bonus episode. On the Slovenian national team, the World Cup qualifiers, kind of a look ahead to EuroBasket. I don't know what was it like, fifteen minutes, yeah. um, something like it. it's on YouTube. So go, go listen to that, watch that. Uh, if you're gonna follow along, the Slovenian national team, because we are, we're super excited for September EuroBasket. Luca, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: And the next game going to be right August twenty fifth is the next one that we'll do, and so we will cover all these like their Mavericks games, and probably accidentally call them the Mavericks several times in between. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, on today's show, like you said, Reggie Bullock is he going to be a Sixer? Because there was some a, a, a social it. a social media mishap. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to show it to you right now. But uh, this popped up. Uh, he, (laughs) Reggie Bullock posted on his Instagram, uh, a selfie with somebody, one of his friends or something. And in it, the caption says, you know, you know, at Reggie Bullock, his handle said he's, he's sliding to Philly next and Reggie Bullock reposted it. And you're like, okay, well that could mean anything. That could just mean he's going to Philadelphia, like as his next trip. And then the next one that he posted was with you know two other guys and they posted you know at Reggie Bullock next Sixer eyes emoji. That's that's what was posted in this other person's Instagram story. Then Reggie Bullock reposted that too, and so it got everybody just thinking and, and confused. Like, like, huh? Interesting. Now, why would Reggie Bullock post that? <laughs> why would Reggie Bullock <laughs> now now why would Reggie Bullock post that? Uh, That's and, incredible. And, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, I have the uh Brian Winhorst memes up. Um so why would Reggie Bullock post that? And so then it got all of us thinking, you know, what's going on with Reggie Bullock? Could he be a sixer? And then Reggie Bullock posted on Twitter, I can't post my homies is wild, lol. Um uh, basically just squelching all of it and giving us rest. But there was a me a period uh, there was a period of time where we were like, Okay, is he gonna be a Philadelphia 76er? And what does that mean? Okay,
1: I will say this, R- Reggie. You have to at least recognize that a fan base <laughs> is going to freak out if you re- repost a couple of your buddies with the caption in the ins- in the pictures Next about sixer. you, be- yeah, about you being a Sixer. So. I, I think that's a you know it'd be different if he posted a picture of like him and Joel you know hanging out somewhere
0: and he's like love I to can't play together p- you know <laughs>
1: well it's just like I can't even post a picture of me and Joel together without y'all but <laughs> it's literally his buddy saying next sixer huh? eyes emoji and all
0: that so <laughs> and he reposted it like like I agree with yeah. this you know but apparently hopefully
1: hopefully it's nothing because I freaking love Reggie yes. I love him on this team he fit perfect. Some people would think he needs more than 17 minutes a game. And I, he just was apologize that you felt that he should have played more.
0: I do. I did think that. And I still do. He was such a crucial part to
1: this team. And he fits perfectly next to Luca that man, if, if Dallas entertains trading him after year one of this, you know, three year deal, then I, yeah, I don't know. Let me,
0: let me, let me finish that sentence for you there, friend. Then so help me God, <laughs> <laughs> they just got to be bringing back an and like a so a, help yeah, me, anyway. Nico Sorry. Harrison, Mark Cuban, Jason Kidd, sweet ten pound eight ounce baby Jesus. Like <laughs> you better be bringing back something good because Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney Smith, the the self proclaimed Bang Bros, are just an incredible incredible duo for the Mavericks and like made their identity, like made the Mavericks identity so clear when those two guys finally got playing together and figured out how to defend together and started shooting the lights out. Like that just made the Mavericks what they were this season. And the the yeah. way that they could play small, the way that they could play with Brunson and Luke at the same time, because Reggie and Dorian could both kind of switch off and guard guards. Like it's just without Reggie Bullock. And if it's just like Dorian and what if they bring back like Matisse Thybul? they've been connected to Matisse Thybul a lot. Like, okay, you replace Reggie Bullock with Matisse Thybul. All of a sudden, you don't have to guard Matisse Thybul. You don't have to guard him the way that you have to guard Reggie Bullock. Where Reggie Bullock can hit seven threes in a game. We've seen him do it in the AAC. Like, there's been incredible nights where he's gone off like that. And if you bring back a Matisse Tybel like, maybe he's a better defender than Bullock. I kind of think that he is. And so maybe that helps you in that area a little bit. But you don't have to guard him. And then all of a sudden, you get rid of like Brunson is gone. Then Reggie Bullock's shooting is gone. And it just makes the offense worse overall. It just caused so many more issues. And so uh, we'll talk about a couple of trades and things that they can do. But, yeah, people were concerned about Reggie Bullock and potentially going to the Sixers.
1: Well, well, I think Mavs fans, we're all just waiting on edge. We're all waiting for Kevin Durant stuff to drop. And it, it's really even more than that. It's like Durant. It's Kyrie. I thought for
0: sure it was going to happen today. Fourth of July, just like last time.
1: Yeah. The, yes. That was like a moment we'll never forget.
0: When he went to the Warriors was fourth of July.
1: Yeah. And you know, the Donovan Mitchell stuff, if whatever you want to believe, if Utah's trying to keep him, if not, whatever. It's like, there's so many big things that could drop and have ripple effects that I think, you know, Mavs fans, we're all still waiting to see how Dallas, Is Dallas is waiting to capitalize on some fallout of some things, or what are they waiting on if they are yeah. waiting to do something? And so, of course, this Reggie stuff happens on Instagram. And then, you know, it's like, oh, maybe it's Philly. Maybe that's who they're waiting on to do a move with. And Philly's waiting to see how some things shake out before. And everybody's just on, on standstill there. So then it's like, okay, I, I went down the dark path and I was like, all right, I'm going to, just going to look at the red sabers for a a little bit of going to the dark side a little bit and say, what if they did trade Reggie? What, what would be the purpose? What would the deal look like? (sighs) All right, are you ready for it?
0: Okay, I'm ready. I, I don't know if I'm physically ready, but I think I am.
1: Tobias Harris, Matisse Th- Th- Thiebel, for Tim Burton's and Reggie.
0: No picks, just straight up,
1: just straight up. Yeah, and it's like, and I once again, I'm not saying I'm doing this. I'm just saying what could what could I see and what would be the reasoning behind it? And if you're Dallas, the reasoning behind it is all right, you're switching out Tim for Tobias. So you're switching out Tim for kind of like a bigger version of him of like a,
0: they can score off the dribble a little bit more, right? Like it can create some stuff. He's six, nine, he's a scoring like wing. And so he could go off for a a 20 point, 30 point night on on any given night. Like, I don't know if you want to rely on him to do that because the Sixers have tried to rely on him and it has not worked out well for them. You can ask any, literally any Sixers fan, but it will give you a little more shot creation.
1: Yeah, so you switch them out. You're switch. You're going from Reggie to Thibault. We went, We've already for, gone over that for the price of getting off Bertons. Like you're you're switching out both of those you know guys for the price of getting off Bertons' contract. I think the other reason why Dallas would entertain it is now you're lining up pretty much all your contracts outside of Luca and Dorian to come off your books in 2024, and you're lining up for this one because Dinwiddie would come off the books at that point. You know, Tobias. The, Tobias Tobias's contract. Huge Seibel would be a would be a restricted free agent at that point, point. Um, and then your books are really clear. You know, depending on obviously what you do from this point on, for like one big, you know, bigger swing with Luca, and it's like Luca, Dorian, and like, hey, you're figuring out the rest of the roster, like that. I I just don't
0: <laughs> because I, <laughs> the Mavericks think that they can. Dallas is going to get a seat at the table. <laughs>
1: But like why, why you don't do this if you're Dallas is, you know, Reggie means so much to this team and and I I think he does. And I think you're going like, you're going, another thing is it hurts your flexibility because now you're going back to the one player making $39 million, a ton of money in Tobias compared to splitting that up into multiple contracts that could help you with another trade moving forward type of thing. So that that's another reason i don't like it and it's the whole like thibel stuff of like he can't shoot and so i'm not saying that this is an awesome deal at all or i would do it i'm just saying if dallas did that i i at least see some of the reasons in which dallas would talk themselves into it i'm trying to be
0: (laughs) well coming up let's talk about that idea what if the mavericks do decide hey The West is getting way tougher this year. We got a little worse. Let's maybe punt this year a little bit to try and clear up our cap space to go after a free agent because we think that
1: Dallas is going to get a seat at the table.
0: (laughs) They're going to get a seat at the table. And if they're going to get a seat there, they have to have the money to get there. So let's talk about deals like that and other things coming up. And then I also want to talk about Jaden Hardy too, because there's some interesting things going on at the Mavericks that I think may point to Jaden Hardy being a big part of this picture going forward. You got your jersey yet? Talk about all that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Arcade 1UP. If you, like me, have always looked at those arcade machines, uh, I know that at my church growing up, we had like a Superman one, a uh, Golden T one, we had a uh, Ninja Turtles one. Like we had a bunch of a bunch of these that, that they got donated from somewhere. And I was always like, that would be so cool to have one of those arcade machines in my house. And which one would you rather have? It's NBA Jam, right? NBA Jam is the one that you would want to have in your house. Arcade One Up has NBA Jam Shack Edition, and they're going to give away a couple of them to some of us listeners right now. And you have to enter before July 8th. So we're running out of time to enter this. It's arcade, the number one up dot com slash locked on arcade, the number one up dot com. So arcade one up dot com slash locked on to enter to win an NBA Jam Shack Edition console for your house. If you don't win. Most of you will not win. Only only three of only three people will win. Uh, you can go buy one of these. And they started just $399. They're not thousands and thousands of dollars anymore. Some of us can can purchase these. It's wild. If you got the space, you have a man cave, you have somewhere that you want to place these, uh, you can get them at arcade1up.com. So go check it out. It's arcade1up.com slash locked on to enter the contest. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about the Reggie Bullock. Is it? Is it not? Is it a rumor? Kind of not really. Hopefully,
1: hopefully no.
0: It's, it's sort of just a fake like social media situation that happened on 4th of July. Other than that, it was pretty pretty quiet on the rumor front. Like Nothing else really happened. But what would you think about this idea? So we talked about a potential Sixers trade that would be Tobias Harris and Matisse Taibo coming back to the Mavericks. And Tim Ardoy Jr., Davis Bertans, and Reggie Bullock, going to the the Sixers right you're getting off of long-term money you set yourself up in 2024 so not next summer but the summer after that too. Dallas is going to get a seat at the table to get a seat at the table and have max cap space what would you think about a trade like that Your
1: programming note real quick I can't hear you
0: I think you hit a button check one two you're great now check one two we back Yeah, we're back. Okay. Uh, What would you think about a trade like that where the Mavericks clear cap space in a couple years and just say, hey, we got to take a big shot. We got to take a big shot somehow and get another all-star in here. What would you think about them punting in a couple of years to do that?
1: I don't think any any version of punting is an option. I think when you have Luka, you have to be going all for it. I, I think it's the reshift of like a mindset of, okay, well, we didn't get our number one option. So can we thread the needle of, Hey, we're still going to be really good, but we, there's a way, can we, can we shift to a sense of, can we be really good, but also keep a flexibility open to have one big shot here in a couple of off seasons type thing. This would be one of those moves to where I don't think that they would go into the off season with a move like this, but I think this would be a, Oh, we're going to pivot just a little bit and see, okay. Thibault and Tobias, like that. It's not like a net negative players like the like the, they would fit yeah. fine. They would fit fine. And, it's just, and I see why Philly would do this too. Philly's trying to load up on these wings, yeah. and PJ Tucker, Daniel House, and these guys to go with you know Embiid and Harden, and all three of these dudes. Even Burton. I mean, they they want shooting around these guys. So it's like I see why Philly would do that, and for Dallas' side, that would be the whole thing of. Okay, we're so I I don't like anything in the form of, hey, we're going to punt and kind of, you know, be bad a little bit this year, next year. You just can't do that with Luke at this level.
0: And I could totally see the Mavericks trying to spin it as this isn't a punt. Like, we really believe in Tobias, and we really yeah. believe in Matisse Taiba. We've been trying to go after him. He is a really good, high-quality defensive wing. We needed to upgrade at the, at the wings, and here we are doing that. And, like, I could see them saying that, but in our minds, it would seem like a punt, even though the players coming back are c- kind of better than the players going out. <laughs> in, well, they don't a have way. their pick
1: either, so there's no – I mean – yeah, even if you're, if people are in that camp of like the Mavs really trying to like, you don't have your pick, so that, that yeah, I, I I'm hoping that this isn't true.
0: You know what? I I've, I've <laughs> we're thought, just we're I've,
1: just playing around with this. This
0: is know? a really random thought, but I've thought about that pick and the picks they traded for Porzingis and the fact that they the fact that they protected the that 2023 pick like so many years out. Totally, just hamstrung them for so long. Like it, it it literally stopped them from trading a pick from the moment they traded Porzingis to uh, this past pick, like or or till ever whenever the draft comes. Like like that year, it's wild how much it just put them in in pick trading jail. Because you see these other teams that just trade multiple picks out, and the Lakers are talking about trading twenty six, like two thousand twenty six and two thousand twenty eight picks, and uh, it just and the Mavericks can't do that until. This New York Knicks pick in 2023 finally goes, and it's I. You might as well just just waive the protections at a certain point and just move on with your life. Like I kind of just it, want them to do that.
1: It's wild the relation relationship the Knicks and Mavs have, especially now with Brunson is like the new layer of it, and Porzingis no. before, and picks and Bullock and all the you know, Tim. Like it's just wild Frank. the you know connection. <laughs> yeah, Frank between you know the two teams. Can I throw at you just one? I know we're gonna talk about Hardy in a second, but. Russell Westbrook. Oh, are, are we at that point in the offseason? where we're on, like,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. Explain yourself. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I sent you a thing today. I was like, because we're all asking ourselves the question, like, hey, what's Dallas waiting on? If they're waiting on something, and it's like, all right, well, the Kyrie stuff to the Lakers. I'm like, so I was sitting to rack my brain. I'm like, how how would Dallas? How could Dallas be waiting on something with Kyrie and the Lakers if that's something? And it's like, if Brooklyn's like, hey. We don't. We don't want Russ at all. Like nobody wants Russ. Okay, nobody like n- nobody at all.
0: Does Mountain Dew still want Russ? Are they stuck in that contract? <laughs> Has anyone talked to Mountain Dew? OKC
1: okay, is like, no, we we don't want
0: you back. either. um, <laughs> if West, Russ, Russell Westbrook's bio on Twitter says hashtag Why Not? That's like been his his slogan. Why not? There's a lot of reasons now. Like <laughs> I was gonna say,
1: I think every team is not. Um, but like, what would it take? And if you're from Dallas's standpoint, if they hop in as the third team in it and Brooklyn's like, Hey, listen, we will, we're getting two picks back from, from the Lakers. We'll trade. We'll, we'll call the league uh, around the league and say, Will somebody take Russ and we'll give you one of those picks and just give us like two, you know, role player type of people. Would Dallas do it just for the cap space. We're not even talking about like the on-court fit. Would Dallas do, Tim and Burton's, and get Russ back with a first-round pick.
0: That's a that's like a punt, right? Because unless they believe that he can play. But is it
1: a punt, though? Like, is it a punt? Because Tim didn't play to, last year.
0: If they're just going to tell him to go somewhere else.
1: Would you immediately lose? I joked before I bought us, like, Nico would lose approval rating very fast if they <laughs> traded for Westbrook. And then Nico gets an, an, oppressor. We should
0: do a pot. All the moves Nico could do to lose, <laughs> lose faith in the maps fan base. Like, and then like they do a presser R- sign Rondo. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> what would the fan base be? If Nico does oppressor and he tries to sell us on the on court fit of Russ, explain yourself. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <That's> I, <laughs> we'd, have to, we'd have to tell Nico to explain himself. I'd be like, only. Hey Nico.
1: So at two o'clock in the morning, I butched a question to you or I botched a question to you <laughs> a long time ago.
0: I butched a question. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Butched it. Um, Can I ask you to explain yourself now? Explain yourself. (laughs) sorry. Because I I would like that. Uh, But no, like, would, (laughs) would Dallas do it for a salary cap move of, I mean, he's an expiring contract. And that would be the only selling point of it. And you'd get a first round pick. And it's like an I,
0: asset for an, a trade moving forward. Like you're just, yeah,
1: I, up. You know, I'm just, I'm over here. I'm just struggling guys. Well, let's just, talk
0: about something, something fun, right? And that's Jaden Hardy. That's a young player that the Mavericks pick that they're high on that. We think that, you know, may have a role in this, in this rotation moving forward. Let's talk a little bit more about Jaden Hardy. So let's talk about him coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about built bar. Isaac, I have something to tell you.
1: If you got free ones in the mail and I didn't, I'm going to fight. Did not. You.
0: No, I paid for these in my money. Okay, okay. What is that? The Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs. What? I tried them. I have them in my house right now. I'll give you one of them if I ever see you again in real life. I don't want to get COVID. That's <laughs> true. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm non-transferable starting like July 7th. So <laughs> Non-transferable. What a, uh, but Built Bar, they have a bunch of new flavors all the time. They're delicious. We love the puffs. Uh, I love the brownie batter puffs. I wasn't as big of a fan of the coconut brownie as I am of the the brownie batter puffs. I just, that bar is just an incredible bar, but they're protein bars, taste like candy bars. They're delicious. You can get them in the mail. Right now they have raspberry lemonade as like the 4th of July flavor. So you can go check out those right now. Um, Check out the brownie, the coconut brownie chunk puffs. Those are brand new. Uh, And all these bars are pretty good for you. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff one is 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. So go check them out. It's built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED, the number one, five, built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been kind of batting this around a little bit. And when we talked about Goran Dragic yesterday, I
1: kind of wondered. Can I ask a Dragic question real quick? Sorry. Explain yourself. Sorry. Are are we sure Dallas was the one who turned down Dragic? Like are are we 100% sure that Dragic wanted
0: Dallas? Not not 100%, but that Stein tweet the other day when he said the Mavericks have have interest in Dragic, but they also still want to keep their options open with another wing. Like that tweet to me said, "Hey, we don't want it. we're moving on from Dragic." And there was a tweet okay, last okay. year I feel like that that was sort of like that as well where Dallas has some interest in Dragic, but blah blah blah. And I think you just look to the place where he went. Like he does, does he have a big role there? He would have a much bigger role in Dallas, I think.
1: Um, Dragic's like, hey, so I did the Kyrie thing last year. If y'all are even sniffing around that, I I don't want to do that. that again, I mean, so. that too. That could be a whole
0: thing. Like who knows? Like,
1: like anyway, sorry. Luka going.
0: looks over at Dragic on the bench and playing Croatia, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I think we're gonna get Kyrie." Dragic looks back at him and says, "Explain yourself." Sorry. <laughs>
1: He's like, hey, well, I think I'm going to call Chicago back. (laughs)
0: Um, So Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy, the Mavericks pick him 37th. They trade for him. They only trade two seconds for him. We all love the move. We love the upside of it. We love the idea. Uh, The Mavericks had him like 19th on their board overall, so they thought he was going to be a first-round pick. A lot of draft experts thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He played in the G League Ignite last year, uh, led them in scoring, was like their main ball handler, like all this kind of stuff about Jaden Hardy. And now we have the Mavericks – Lose Jalen Brunson, not add any other ball handlers or anybody else in free agency, not even uh, not even kind of go after one or not even say that they're interested in adding another ball handler to replace Jalen Brunson. So what does that tell you about what they think about Jaden Hardy? And what do you think about Jaden Hardy, Isaac? Let's start there.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it tells me anything about him yet, just because I still think they're going to like add another. I think it would tell me something if they go into the season. And he's like, he's legitimately. It's like, oh, well, it's just going to be him or Frank as the third guy behind Denwynd and Luca. Then that would tell me something, and, and that's where like, we okay. are right now. It's where we are right now, but I still feel like that they're going to add somebody in the next, you know, little bit. They could another ball handler at some point. What I think of him is exactly what Nico he said in his in his presser of he's raw he's young he's yep. super talented i think he is a lot of fun and he's a lot of fun for and i think he's going to be a blast in summer league yep. like Light him up. Do your thing. Chuck it 30 times. I don't care. <laughs> and I think he's a lot of fun for fans to watch on YouTube. I was kidding you about it. But, like, it, you know, I was just kidding you about it. But he's a lot of fun for fans to watch on YouTube because yeah. he's super fun. And he's he was the number two overall prospect after Chet in that class going into college, G League, and all that. So, like, he has all the – he averaged over 30 points a game in high school. He can get a bucket. Like, all the stuff that you watch all of his highlights and you're like, dude, how is he not a lottery pick. <laughs> and it's like, if he didn't play a game for the ignite, is he in the lottery? Maybe it's what Shaden like, Sharp did. Yeah. What Shane Sharp did. So, but I started looking at some of these things and I watched some of his full games. Dyson Daniels was their like main ball handler, probably, but oh, sorry. it's like, like
0: their main scorer, like their main scorer, yeah, main sorry. go-to
1: guy. But it's like when you watch him and you watch like some of his full games or like I watched all of his possessions in which he shot the ball at the rim this past year you start seeing a little bit of like, oh, okay, there's a lot of maturity you got left in the game of yeah, he, like, if he gets a lot of minutes, I'm I'm just going to tell you, you, he's going to drive Mavs, Mavs, Mavs Twitter like insane because you watch him in some of these Ignite games and you're like, oh, like that was your defender or what, what decision was that? Like, why, what were you thinking in that moment? You have so many of those moments, and, but then you're also saying, oh, nice play. Yeah. Like that was nasty. So there's just the inconsistency of it, I think, will will rattle some Mavs fans early on. That's why I say I'm excited, but I'm more excited for year two, year three, Jaden Hardy, instead of year one.
0: This is where I am, too, is that I'm excited to see it. Are and, you? And I want to I see it happen, and I want to see him get minutes because it's like an unknown. It's, hey, if this thing works, this could be incredible for the Mavericks. Like, this could be, hey— could, yeah. could he replace Jalen Brunson in year one? Like, I don't know. Like what if he, like what if all of a sudden he goes to the NBA and it's easier for him than the, than the G league was for whatever reason. Um, what if he gets coaching that he had never gotten before and all that kind of stuff. Like if it, if it works out the best of the best, that's what it is. And so that's, that intrigues you and that's fun. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now you have a six foot four, you know, almost seven foot wingspan guy that can, can shoot the lights out. And is just this really interesting player for the Mavericks. But, Like you said, raw. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's just like a disaster. Like 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 if Rick Carlisle was still coaching his team, he would not play him at all. You know what I mean? Like
1: he would. Oh, him and Rick? Oh, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine it. I can't.
0: Um, Rick didn't play Jalen Brunson a lot of the time. So in his rookie year, he was like the safest rookie there was. Yeah. So, but. But I think he may have a role because, it, like, if if everything stays the way that it is, like he may get a shot, and it, it, they may see how it works out, and then they may probably add somebody else midway through the year. You know, and it'll be a big topic of conversation because we're stuck on this. Hey, they got to add another ball handler because the Mavericks just made it work with three guys, the three ball handlers. It was finally they finally had enough guys and more than just Luca and maybe a backup point guard to make the offense work. And that's how the Mavericks finally found success. And we want them to do that again. Um, could that be Jaden Hardy? I don't think so in year one, if it's going to be like really good basketball basketball back to the way that it was last year, or even taking a step forward this year. Uh, I don't think that they can, they can get away with that with just Jaden Hardy as the replacement. Um, he, but at He's going to
1: have some moments.
0: I, I'm, In ready the sense for him. Of, I'm ready for all the moments.
1: Well, I meant like, just like single plays moments type of thing that he's going to be the new, like, it feels like every year Mavs fans, like will will find their guy that's buried on the bench and be like, dude, if he just got minutes, I think it was, it, was like, like, it was like, it
0: was like Marquise Chris this year. Sometimes Moses like, Brown on. at the oh, beginning yeah. of the Let's season. Go. Bring on Moses. Why is it Mo playing? He could give us 2020. And <laughs> it's like,
1: you know, and is Josh Green for the longest time of like, why? Why isn't Josh Green starting? And it's like Jaden Hardy's going to get in at the end. Some of these fourths, they're going to be out by twenty. Yeah. It's going to be the blowout squad, and he's going to do this behind the back crossover, break somebody, three sixty layup, and we're going to like, holy crap! It was like, what? What just happened? And he's gonna have some. I think he's gonna have some highlight, fun moments in summer league. If he goes to summer league and drops like thirty five in game two, I'm not shocked. Like I'm, I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, he could be. Somebody's one more, gonna tweet be, me and say, "Hey, did you change your opinion on him this year?" No, I haven't. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he could show up and be like, "Oh, he doesn't belong here." Right? That's what you want from from a guy yes. in summer league is he, he shows up and he plays one game and you go, "Oh, he's he's way better than everybody else here and doesn't belong." That's like the yeah. idea, like what Keegan Murray did the other night in the. Like California Classic, where he just shows up and it's like super efficient, like twenty seven, and you're like, oh dang, he doesn't belong here.
1: Yeah, so maybe like him and Josh Greenson could have some moments together. Or dang, no, Josh ain't playing. But (laughs) Hardy was
0: that a shot at Josh? A shot at the Mavs? Like so.
1: So Hardy, one of the things I've seen thrown out there about him is
0: um, explain yourself.
1: Is his finishing at the rim. And I know I said this before on a pod yeah. when we were talking about Hardy. Of watching some of those things that it's not when I was looking at his numbers and like why he was inefficient at the rim. Because he was. He was like 0.08 or 0.8 points per possession. Yeah. Had a poor rating on synergy of shots around the basket. I'm like, all right, what happened? It's not because of a lack, lack of touch. It's not because you know he's small, so he just got blocked all the time. It's decision making with him. it's the you know people challenging him vertically and him trying to do the wrap around one-handed off balance just toss it up. it's the trying to do too much at times. it's the lack of floater. he has touch, but I don't know if he's like fully developed a floater yet. And it's like it's some of these things that I think he'll learn and grow into that will make his but because some of his finishes are incredible and it's like mm. okay. If you couldn't finish at the rim, you're not pulling off moves like that. And so he can, it's just a matter of trying to decide on these moments of when you want to go for it or not. So I'm not worried about that. His acceleration is a blast. His ball handling creation is a blast. Like sign me up. It's the, I've, I've thrown Jordan Poole's name out there different times. He is the flamethrower guy off the bit. I don't know what his like ceiling is. But if you can turn him into, that's the dream scenario for Dallas, especially And I'll take it down this road that you, some fans might not want to hear because if you're like all in on Hardy's future in Dallas, he could be their one, like hope, you know, one last hope for the, the route to a second star. Like if he develops this year and like really hits because we just lost Brunson. And one of the things that Mark Stein was talking about in a pod notes, I was saying, That was Dallas's chance at the second star because that was going to be your young cornerstone piece in that bigger deal to where what if we're a year from now or at a year and a half from now or going into, you know, two years going into the summer of 2024 and Hardy's like, he's developed into a Jordan Poole person for Dallas. And it's like, okay, now he's like one of your like centerpieces in a type of deal for that. So that his, his development here is like, Low key kind of important. <laughs> so, but I mean I'm so excited for it. Like it could go so many different directions. And I think he's gonna when when he's at the top of his game, he's gonna like grab Mavs fans by their heart and be like, hey, I'm part of this.
0: And but there's not pressure on it, right? Like if, if it doesn't work out. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, there's not. Hopefully there's not. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. Like they just they need second round pick and it is what it is. They basically used they basically used one second round pick on him. Right, because yeah, you, and, you and we got to see on him and tra- you know traded another one for him. So
1: we we got to see how the contract stuff shakes out. Out of, especially yeah. the Brunson stuff has left left a bad taste on our mouths of how they did the you know last year Brunson's deal and all that. It's you know we've seen you know like Tim Cato I think reported that McGee was getting all the you know the taxpayer mid level. Well, if that was the case, then Hardy's not getting the multi year deal that cuts into the tax. St- Stein has talked about you know multiple times that Hardy it's getting a portion of that tax tax mid. So let's see how the, the, the contract shapes out too. Is it a, you know, it, it doesn't look like it's a two way, it doesn't look like it's no. like a standard two, two year deal. If it's a multi year deal, like three or four year deal, then it's probably gonna cut into the taxman. Med- so like we just haven't seen how that's gonna shake out yet.
0: And it hasn't been announced officially yet, right? Like some of this stuff still hasn't been announced officially. The JaVel McGee thing still hasn't been announced officially, like a lot of stuff. We have to yeah, wait. Yeah, it
1: can't. It can't for another you know few days. I will say this. He had his introductory presser or, or media session back last week. Hardy did. Hardy did. And I thought one of his like coolest things that hes he talked about was he's like, man i I know like his path to playing or like the the thing that the coach and staff has already told me he's like, I know I gotta play defense yeah and like if you want to say it's cliche or not, but like that it is to to kids' defense but but Rick said it for so long, and we never were a good defense so kids has kids said that and actually like transformed the defense yeah and for them to already say that about Hardy and for him to already be talking about that, a guy who can use average over 30 in high school and is such a good offensive player to immediately talk about, hey, I know I gotta bring it on the defensive end. That's it, that's the stuff you want to hear from a guy like him. I'm excited for him. I think he should be a lot. And next starting next week, it should be a blast. He made summer league like fun for Dallas.
0: Yeah, he made us go from do we want to go? Like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to go anymore. To like me calling you the other day, and being like, "Dude, should we actually go to Summer League just just to see Jaden Hardy play?" Like, it's exciting. It's young. and then we
1: both had health stuff happen, and we're like, no, oh my now, gosh. We, now we couldn't go."
0: I, I we we've, we've beat around this a little bit, but I legit have COVID. I tested positive on Saturday, and here here we are. Yes, um, yes.
1: I didn't have COVID. I yeah, deal with some other things, but it's like we both had health stuff happen, and now we're not going to Summer League, so. <laughs>
0: Brunson leaves and our health leaves both of us. I don't know if it's coincidence <laughs> or not, but there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. We will be back for the rest of this week. Free agency rumors, all kinds of stuff, whatever, whatever the day brings us tomorrow and make your second. I think l- the Durant
1: stuff happens on Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday.
0: <sighs> I hope so, man. It's just dragging on. It's just dragging on. Crazy. Suns fans are driving themselves insane. <laughs> they are. Their Reddit That's is funny. just like nuts. Uh, for your second, listen, go listen to lockdown NBA. Great stuff today. It's, it's, uh, Pretty sure it's Tony East and uh, David Rimmel, so go check out all their stuff, Locked On NBA, on the YouTube channel or the podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Boom!